0: I've got to preach it. I'm nervous. I'm afraid. I'm, uh, I'm disobeying. But I believe if I don't, I would be. I asked him to do one thing. I said, God, if you want me to preach this, let somebody else stand up and testify. And immediately Morgan jumped up. That was my confirmation. You see, the other night, Brother Caleb said, it matters what you do in a service. I read this verse at the beginning of service, and God was dealing with my heart right then. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 20. Is everybody there? One verse. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again that, God, you saved me. I don't know why you saved me. I can't impress you. I can't do really much of anything for you at all without you doing it through me and for me. God, I'm hopeless and helpless without you. And I'm hell bound without you. But with you, God, I've got everything. And I'm heaven bound. I don't have to worry about the flames of hell. I don't have to worry about what this world goes through, what just happens to this world, because God, I know you've got me in your hand. My name's written in the Lamb's book of life, where no one can take it away. Satan may hate me, Satan may kill me, but he cannot take my spirit and my soul. They belong to you. You bought them with your blood, Jesus. And I thank you and I praise you. God, I pray tonight I'm obeying you the best way I can and know how. Please give me the words that I need. Father, please preach through me. I need you, Lord. Use me as you see fit. In Jesus' your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I don't think I'll be real long tonight. I'm almost scared to say that anymore. But I'm going to preach to you tonight. What is hell? What hell is. We're reading this verse, and I've read it twice already, hell and destruction are never full. Do you realize the Bible says that hell enlarges itself? Right. Because so many people are going there and are sentenced there. It has to, it has to make itself bigger to hold all the people. Right. So one of the things about hell is that it's whole encompassing. There's no end to hell. It'll, it'll go as wide as it needs to go, as deep as it needs to go, and as tall as it needs to go to, to hold all the people that's coming there. I dare say of the billions of people that's on earth right now, I, didn't, I heard somewhere a statistic of it's estimated that 2% are Christian. I don't know if that's true or false. I like to think it's false. But I'm not real sure. But however many are or not, this I can tell you, if you've not been born again by, Je- by the blood of Jesus Christ and you are not saved, you are going to die and go to hell Christ. according to the Word of God. You say, how do you know the Word of God is true? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of things real quick and I'm going to preach to you. I don't have time to sit and debate on the atheism. If you want to believe that, if you want to put that in your heart, you go right on ahead and you take on that all you can. But I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, you tell me one person that atheism has saved and changed their life. You show me one person that that atheism teaching has turned their life around can stand up in a church and say because I was taught to be an atheist I'm delivered from drugs. Because I was taught to be an atheist I'm no longer an alcoholic. You show me one person in this universe that can say that. I might sit down and talk to you but you can't show me one. Amen. Not a single solitary one. But I just heard in my hearing right here 10 or 15 people stand up and testify to the goodness of the Lord what Jesus did for me when He saved me. What Jesus done for my life, for my heart, for my spouse, for my home, for my children, for everything about me, what Jesus did for me when He saved me. I never knew. uh, I knew growing up about Jesus. I heard about Jesus. I came to an altar as a 5 or 6 year old kid And I'll be honest with you, I really do believe I was probably saved at that moment. But the thing is, is somewhere along the fifth or sixth grade, I turned my back on God and I did not serve God from that point forward to the age of 21. So I consider that my salvation age. Because that's when I started serving God and I haven't looked back. You say, would you have died and gone to hell as a teenager? Well, I can tell you this, there was times I got out of my bed walked down the hallway, peeked my head around mom and dad's door and made sure they were still laying in bed. What'd you do up for? Because I was afraid the rapture took place and I was still there. Another thing the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1. That God created the heavens and the earth so you as an individual and everyone on this earth in the backwoods of Africa, in the jungles of wherever, in the mountains of China, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, you can look outside and see there's a God and you're without excuse. Everything God created works on a circulatory system. The Jesus said, I am the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. He said, it, ends and be- it begins and ends with me. Everything God made works on a circle. Let me give you some examples. The sun goes around. The planets move around the sun. The earth moves around in a circle. My blood pumps through my heart, through my body, through my heart. My air goes in and out my lungs. The waves come in and roll out. Leaves come under trees and go off. Do I need to keep going? I can give you example after example after example the sun comes up in the morning goes down the evening the moon comes out at night goes down the morning life is given life is taken You're right. You're right. so tonight I want to preach to you a little bit about what hell is number one and this it it kind of goes with it but it is destruction yes. it's total destruction I'm going to describe to you real briefly a little bit about it. According, I don't have time to read all the verses, but according to the Word of God, you will ever fall and never quit falling. Yeah. You will never get a place of rest. Right. You'll never have another opportunity to sit down and say, let me get a load off. It'll never exist. It'll never be there. Right. You will fall for all of eternity and never quit falling. You will burn like no fire has ever burned. You understand that science has proven that the hotter the fire, the less the light. And you tell me a God to created this universe of nothing can't make a fire that doesn't give off light? You're nuts. It is also a place of, number one, hatred. Maybe that's number two because I said whole encompassing is number one. It is a place of hatred. There's no love there. There's no affection there. You hate everybody there. You have a memory of love. You have a memory of what it used to be like you have a memory of your loved ones. And you know right now there's people in hell that remember the church service they were in and they rejected Jesus Christ as their Savior. And through all eternity, as they're burning and falling and been tormented, they remember that. Yes, sir. Their memory is sharper than it's ever been. It's a place of hatred. I don't even have that one written down. God gave that one to me just now. It's all encompassing, it means it totally swallows you. It takes you whole. It doesn't take part of you. It doesn't take half of you. It doesn't take this and that of your life. It takes all of your life. It it's all so hot. We went on a prayer retreat last weekend. I like Brother Greg's fires. He builds fires like I like to. He got a little bit carried away, but it's okay. He dragged up logs just big around and thumb up on that fire. He had had wood stacked that high. Amen. And you got very close to that baby. You got a little bit uncomfortable. You kind of stepped back a little bit. It was cold. There was a good cool breeze blowing. And I got a little bit close to it, and I could feel my skin start to burn. Let me tell you something, friend. If you're not saved... The best thing you can do right now is go jump in the middle of a fire somewhere and get used to it. You say, why would I do that? Because that's a joke compared to what the heat that comes from hell. Yes, People can teach how they want to. There is no hell. People say, why wow, a loving God send you to hell? Because a loving God beat His Son to a pulp for your sins. And because sin demands answer, it demands payment. And the only payment is Jesus Christ. You cannot pay for your sins. that's why loving God sends you to hell I've heard preachers that I respect and I don't want to sit here and split hairs say God doesn't send you to hell somebody does you see see yourself there you might force God to but God's the one that judges you today he's your savior tomorrow he's your judge hell's hot there have been times the other night in here I'll be honest with you I was sweating. I was a bit uncomfortable. I thought, I don't know who jacked that heat up, but I want to turn it down. It wasn't. Nobody turned it up. It was to me, the, the amount of people in here. It got warmer than what it normally does. And sweat was rolling off people. That's a joke, folks. Yeah. That's a joke. Hell's hotter than anything on earth. Number, whatever we're on. You, preacher. Hell is helpless. You understand there's nobody there to help you. Do you realize that all the help you get from people here, it's gone. I've heard people rare back and laugh and say, Well, I'll shovel coal with the rest of them. No, you won't. You're kidding yourself. There was a man one time I heard somebody said he was witnessing to him. A preacher said he was trying to talk to him. And the man said he wouldn't get saved. David Cook told this story. For those of you that ever heard David Cook preach, a wonderful, sweet man of God. He said that he was witness to a guy. And the guy said, well, son, i got to go to hell. And David looked at him and he said, sir, may I ask why? He said, because there's a fellow that done me wrong one time and i got to pay him back. He said, sir, I don't think you understand what you're saying. He said, yeah, I do. He said, I'm going to get even with him. He said, sir, you don't get even with people in hell. It doesn't work like that. As far as I know, this man left this world that way. He's helpless today. He's not paying that guy back. He didn't get revenge on that guy. He is trying to pay for his sins for all eternity. seek Him. God is looking for people to believe in Him. He's offering you help. He's offering you hope. But right now if you die and go to hell you will be hopeless for all eternity. Helpless. Nobody can help you. You can't help yourself. You're helpless. I could give you illustrations. I'm on Facebook so that's okay. I'm not going to mention names. I don't know them anyway. Somebody decided to drive through the floodwaters down here yesterday. That's been tested out. The last picture I saw of that water was halfway up the windshield. They didn't make it. And they were totally helpless to get that car out of that water. That dear mother who sometimes wants to help her child and she can't, she's helpless. Because the child refuses to help, that is all. They've been every testimony in here given tonight about people been on drugs. Somebody tonight has been offered help. You better get it while you can. Amen. Amen. Let me go to the next one. I've already mentioned you're hopeless. You know, I guess the closest I can get to feeling hopeless on this earth at times. That's why I probably should have put the wireless mic on. I'm sorry. Because when I got one of those 24-hour viruses, I don't know if there's a medicine made to help with those things. I haven't found it yet. There are I want to shake the doctors or the scientists' hand it. I wish somebody would. Because when it hits you, you're at its mercy until it decides it's done. But you know the difference in that in hell. Because I know, that's going to end. Right. Yeah. right. right. Amen. There's no hope that hell. is going to end. That's right. Amen. Paul says, "If the tree falls, so shall it lie." Right. Lazarus and the rich man. The so story we read about in Luke. The rich man stepped over top of Lazarus, the way I read that story. And he was just wanting a few crumbs from his table. And, and the rich man more or less kicked him as he went by. And they both died. The rich man had this big pomp funeral. Man, I mean, the, the, the dignitaries came out. I mean, he had the finest speaker. And somebody said the fifth, best words over him. He had the best pastor you could buy. He had the finest linen you could put on him. Yeah. And he died. And he went to hell. That's right. Yeah. And Lazarus was a poor man. He was a beggar, and he died, and he went into Abraham's bosom. And a rich man said, Sent Lazarus! He may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue." Brought yes. a in his flame—just a drop of water off of Lazarus's finger. Imagine. That. Let me give you a quick illustration. If you're here tonight and you're not born again, you better get all of this you can. Yeah, man. Friend, this sin I try, it's Amen. Place, it's Amen. I try it, preacher. See, I greet that because it helps. Jesus Christ is offering you help. Amen. But it's up to you to receive it. Are you going to believe what he's done for you? I want to say something real quickly, and I'm trying to hurry. Brother Mike testified that God dealt with him for years you know how rare that is? Yes, right. Most people don't get to say that, brother. God knocks on their door. It starts out like this. And then the day comes, you die. You're wanting to knock again. He's not there. That lie right now that Satan's telling you in the back of your mind saying you can wait, you don't have to today, wait till you're ready, that's a lie from Satan to get you to wait. Amen. How'd you know that, preacher? Because I've heard the same lie. And he's told everybody else the same lie. The, t- the greatest lie ever told, two words, just wait. Amen. He doesn't give you, he'll give you a hundred reasons why. Just wait, just wait, just wait. No, you've got hope today. In hell, you're hopeless. Right. Right. There's no hope of ever escaping. Next. Hell's heartless. Man is cruel sometimes. Hey, man. Man is wicked. Yeah. Man is mean. Yeah. you realize the most fi- very financially wealthy people in this country, you and I, are dogs yeah. or less? Yeah, right Don't you doubt that either? Do they consider us subhuman. Mm. You think I'm joking? I'm telling you this. Is In my mind, the cruelest thing you can do is, is, is violate a young child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the cruelest things you can do. Stop by sometime and let me tell you why I did punish them for that. I won't say it right now, but I guarantee you I can catch them from crying right now the That sounds heartless. That's a joke compared to hell. Right. Let me tell you this. Guess who you're going to be in hell? Because the Bible says when the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. Years ago when Mount St. Helens erupted, I heard this, I never researched it, so, so I, I pray I'm halfway speaking truth but I can say I've heard this, that they took a helicopter and flew away with some kind of infrared camera and they looked at the lava and there was a worm-like uh, substance or a beam of some kind crawling around in So the worm doth not. Some people believe the worm is you. And that's very possible because Jesus said in Psalms, I am a worm. God squeezed everything out of me for you and I. That's another message in itself. It's inside as well as outside. The fire is in you as much as it is outside. Of you. It's hopeless. It's helpless. And it's harmless. One of the greatest things that can happen to somebody in prison is what a setting governor or state. summer That sounds nuts, doesn't it? Yeah. That's exactly what you're telling Jesus Christ right now. If right. yeah. right. you reject him yourself. Amen. Amen. Hell's heartless. Yeah. It has no mercy. right. There's none there. You know why there's none there? Last, and if it doesn't start with an H. I guess I can find one if I look on the yes, It's God's yeah. yes. Think of all the sin on earth right now. You think of all the small children that's violated. You think of the innocent women that's violated. You think of old people, elderly people. Someone breaks in their home, beats them up, kills them, and steals a handful of money off them. You go buy drugs because that drug owns them. Right? That drug addiction, that alcohol addiction, that pornography addiction—whatever addiction that is—demands satisfaction, and it will give. That's right. right. You know the word addicted appears one time in the Bible? Yeah. It's in Corinthians. it says, and they had addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Amen. I Christ. love who said that one. Didn't <laughs> Did <laughs> you know that? And you know what's worse of all? Is your loved ones that was born again that's in heaven. Either A, will not have the remembrance of you or B, it will not bother me. Right. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. God is speaking to somebody right now. I let mean, you know who it is. The person that God is speaking to, you know who you are. And you know God is speaking to. five testimonies in what? 30 people? 35? About being addicted. Amen. Folks, that's not what it is. Right. That's that's God is, God is speaking to somebody tonight. Amen. He set this service up straight for you. Do you understand until tonight? We had one testimony this week. I think maybe two of Words, your mama tells you now all. what is it tonight that makes you want to experience hell? You say, well, I don't want to, preacher. Friend, if you die lost, you are. And you'll never escape. You say, well, I'm not going to. Do you know that? Well, so I hope so. Well, let's go back to the message. There's no hope in hell. Outside of Jesus, no hope! Amen. None. what I did or didn't do I'll say I did I will I know it's been true he's dead started laughing with both of them. Finally, the mom could not take the heat anymore. Her human reaction, her human instincts kicked in. She had to get out of that fire and out of that heat. And her daughter sat there and burnt up. She said, pray. She said, I can't. God won't hear me. She left this world. This preacher can, and no doubt some of you can, all night, just like that. God, one time, I told him this the other night, I, well, my my first pastor, they begged the guy to get saved. He said, Not tonight, preacher. I'll be back tomorrow night. He said, I'm just some things I've got to do. Went up on the hill, went for church, and got stabbed 20 some times. Left this world. Father, we thank you time together. God, I don't ever pray like this at an altar after a message. God, my heart is so burdened heavy right now, God, somebody in here. God, I am so scared and so nervous right now. But who is listening that won't believe on you? Something will hold them back. God, I'm so afraid. God, somebody in here is going to die and go to hell. God, there's no heart. There's no hope. There's no help. It's all-encompassing. It's hot. It's hell. And there's no God. God, I did my best to obey you. And I believe, God, I've done what you asked me to do. God, we've had a a schedule every night just about a God every night that's different than what I had in mind. Tonight, death. Not somebody in here that might need that message. Hell and destruction are never satisfied. they never full so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The one more fix won't do it. The one more hit won't work. The one more try will never satisfy. Jesus, you are the only thing that satisfies While I knelt down here before I end this prayer, while everybody's head bowed i like to